It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Washington football with your host of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, David Harrison, joined as always by Chris Russell. Find Chris on Twitter at Russellmania621 and at Team980 and at 1067 The Fan in Washington, D.C. And covering your Washington football team for Sports Illustrated, find me on Twitter as well at DHarrison82. And of course, find the show at Locked WFT Pod on Twitter as well. Today's episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use a promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Uh, another day, another quarterback story, Washington football team fans. And this time it's coming from ESPN's first take with Stephen A. and Max Kellerman and, and, all, and those guys over there. Uh, always a good show, but of course they had something to say about a certain quarterback that we've talked about on this show, but a little bit of a different angle, a little bit of a different take. So let's go ahead and listen into what Stephen A. had to say regarding Cowboys pending free agent quarterback Dak Prescott. To talk about your Cowboys, Stephen A. Um, Dak Prescott was left off the Cowboys hype video. We shared that with you a couple days ago. Then Adam Schefter reported both sides are far from a deal. And the icing on the cake was Dak following the Washington football team on Instagram. Raised eyebrow there. By the way, Washington has signed uh, Taylor Hinkie to a two-year deal. Stephen A., which team do you think should try to pry away Dak from the Cowboys. I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind seeing Dak in the nation's capital, uh, not just because he's a damn good football player who's already performed in the NFC East, but he's also a high-character guy. And when I look at what the Washington uh, football team is doing, from Jason Wright being there to uh, Martin Mayhew being your new GM, to Julie Donaldson and communications, uh, what Daniel Snyder has done in terms of addressing the issues of diversity and things of that nature, I think that you've got a fixture at the quarterback position for many, many years to come. Obviously, somebody who'd be highly motivated to succeed based on what or how he's been treated in Dallas, not to mention the fact that, again, they were just in the playoffs, and I think they've got a, a, you know, a, a defense pr- approaching elite status. And so if you can sit up there and get a quarterback that's the fixture in the face of your franchise, and we know that Daniel Snyder would treat him as such, he's the anti-Jerry in that regard, because remember, he treated Robert Griffin III as the face of the franchise even before he deserved it. He was willing to give the same kind of treatment to Dwayne Haskins had he showed up and remembered to be a responsible human being instead of acting like a juvenile. If all of those things um, had happened in a positive fashion, those guys would have received 
received the ultimate support of Daniel Snyder. It's the one thing that uh, Dak Prescott is craving for because Jerry Jones says all the right things, but when it comes time to inking a contract deal with, between him and Stephen Jones, it just seems something they're allergic to doing when it comes to Dak Prescott. They did it for Ezekiel Elliott. They did it for Jalen Smith. They did it for numerous others. But when it comes to Dak Prescott, your quarterback, who, by the way, was fresh off a 4,900-yard passing season with 30 touchdowns and just 11 interceptions coming into this season, when you got a new coach and he was balling lights out before he went down with his nasty you know, foot and ankle injury, you still are hesitant to take care of him. If Dak Prescott wants out, but he wants to be in a situation where it's about appreciation and building around him, Think about Ron Rivera, the head coach, and what he's doing, along with the other pieces that I mentioned. It wouldn't be a bad place for him. I could tell you that. All right, so that's Stephen A. Smith from his show, First Take on ESPN with uh, Molly Kiram there uh, setting that up. Uh, we did not hear from Max Kellerman, and that's fine. Uh, Stephen A. had a whole lot to get into there, David. So I'm going to ask you your reaction to what Stephen A. just had to say, that Washington would be a better place from a culture and from a treatment and from a respect and from a family-type atmosphere rather than the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones. Yeah, I thought, I thought it, was, uh, it was very interesting and in a very uh... – uh, astute, uh, I guess, opinion from Stephen A. Smith. And, and we know that Stephen A. is good for a hot take or two, but I mean, a, a lot of what he said in this conversation made a lot of sense. And you start with the appreciation factor. And, you know, when, when you have a quarterback uh, that comes into the league and kind of helps lead you to success and some playoff wins, well, one playoff win and some playoff appearances, you know, everybody expects you to to kind of pay him, to kind of show him that, that respect. And we saw a little bit of this back when Washington was dealing with the Kirk Cousins situation and are they going to extend him? Are they not going to extend him? Do they love him? Do they not love him? Uh, you know, obviously this Dak Prescott situation is different in its own right and it hasn't been going on as long, but you know, when, when quarterbacks don't have the, have confidence that the, the franchise behind them, whether it be the coaches, the owners, you know, the, or as a group, uh, they, they tend to struggle a little bit. They tend to either force things or they kind of go into a shell. We see what's going on in Houston with Deshaun Watson it's it's kind of a new day, you know. I mean, there there's a generation of football where players are basically expected to take what the ownership's going to give you, what the coaches are going to give you, deal with it, go out on the field, execute, do your job, let us do our job. But we're starting to see a little bit of a shift. I don't think it'll ever get to the point where the NBA is right now, where as, as far as like stars and how much power the players have. But we're starting to see a little bit of shift where some of these players do have a little bit of control over what's going on. So the fact that that press side is not happy with what's been going on in Dallas. The fact that Dallas is not committing to him, especially after that ankle injury and and literally going out there and getting hurt for the for the sake of the franchise, mm -hmm. um, it re really says a lot. And, and Stephen A is on point. Washington needs some good faith. Washington needs to make sure that whoever they bring into this franchise for the next, I would say, three years, honestly, they need to prioritize good character over a lot of things. I mean, skill and talent are always going to be on the board, but when you've got you know if you've got player A that's got skill, talent, and no character flaws. And you've got player B that may be a little bit more talented and a little bit more skilled, but some character flaws. You're going with character A because this franchise, that's kind of what they need to do to build a culture that's hopefully going to lead them into a new generation of winning for a new generation of Washington football fans. You know, I, I agree with a lot of what you said there, if not all of it. Uh, one thing I would add is, you know, when we're talking about, okay, can you land the number one quarterback? The biggest thing for me is the less I have to pay in both ways, meaning financially and or trade compensation, is 
generally the angle I'm going to go. So meaning if I've got to pay Russell Wilson, 35 plus million dollars a year, plus pay two first round picks and maybe Matt Ioannidis or Tim Settle or Chase or, or, or Montez Sweater or whatever versus Dak, who I just have to pay 35, 36 million, even though I'm concerned about the ankle and the foot and the lower leg and did it rob him of anything. Um, I'll just have to lean on medical experts. I'm going to go with Dak Prescott, to be quite honest with you. Uh, you mentioned, and Stephen A. mentioned, you know, good character guy. Not that Russell Wilson, obviously Russell Wilson is. Yeah. Uh, we think Deshaun Watson is. We don't know about Sam Darnold. We're going to talk about him a little bit later in this episode. Uh, but I'm going to always lean towards, hey, if I don't have to pay a dude premium money and give up premium compensation, i.e. Deshaun Watson, i.e. Russell Wilson, uh, that's where I'm going. And Dak Prescott, whatever you want to say, I mean, assuming that Dallas doesn't franchise tag him for a second year, a la the Kirk Cousins situation, uh, Dak Prescott, yes, you have to pay him, but he doesn't cost you any compensation in terms of return. Here's my question to you, David. Is this a plant? from Prescott's agent <laughs> and side to Stephen A. Hey, talk about my guy. Talk about Dan Snyder showering him with praise. Talk about why Washington would be a, a, a good spot. Remember, remember, we found out earlier this week mm -hmm. um, that Dak followed the Washington football team on Instagram and that you just heard them reference it. It kind of became a big story. Dak unfollowed them. He got a lot of criticism. Do you think this is a plant from Prescott's side to screw with Jerry Jones and the Cowboys? Uh, I mean, it absolutely could. You know what I mean? And, and it could be one of those things where you're in a relationship and it, it's kind of that signal of, Hey, look at this person over here that's interested and you know that, you know, they kind of fit what I'm looking for. And, and not only that, but they live on your block. So if, if we get together, you're going to see us drive by your house on our dates every, every weekend. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's an enticing thing. It's, it's an interesting situation um, because Jerry Jones, I mean, as much as he doesn't like to give in to players and give in and kind of let them have the control over the negotiations and stuff, uh, he's going to hate seeing one of his star players wearing a different uniform. Um, I kind of had this conversation just on the side uh, during the last offseason, you know, when the when the Cowboys were kind of, you know, not committing to, to Dak uh, long-term or even, you know, three to four years that he wanted in a contract. And I said, you know, the, he's liable to go to New York. And, and you know, if they, if they kind of have their fill of, of Daniel Jones and Jason Garrett is there, he's liable to go to New York with a coach and offensive coordinator or whatever that he knows. He knows the scheme. He knows how to execute it. And next thing you know, you got Dak Prescott in a Giants uniform playing the Cowboys twice a year. So, uh and it's an interesting situation. And I think that something that might be a little underrated in this conversation is that the Cowboys do let Dak to get to the open market. Um, he only wants a three or four year contract. He's actually not looking for a team to marry him for six years or so because he wants the ability to renegotiate one more contract while he's still relatively young in the NFL. And that actually plays into the Washington football team's hands, kind of like what you're saying, right? You don't have to give up that premium draft capital to get a potential franchise quarterback. And I say potential just because what Dak has done has been good, yes, but he's also had a lot of weapons around him. So again, he's got to see. We've got to see if he can really elevate a squad on his own. I think that's what we're missing right now from the equation. Not saying he can't do it, but you get Dak Prescott for three years, and yes, you're going to pay you know thirty five, thirty six million dollars on average, probably because that's what the market is going to drive. Mm -hmm. But you get Dak Prescott for three years, maybe four years. You get draft capital that you get to retain. You start building a team. Look, in three or four years, if Dak is not the guy. You have now probably got a really good nucleus of talent, a really good foundation of talent led by now a veteran Chase Young and a veteran Terry McLaurin. And now if you need to move past him, you're going to be able to do that without a lot of dead cap space. If any dead cap space, you might be able to get a fourth or a fifth round draft pick because if it's not working out, you're not getting a first back, right? 
but you might be able to flip him for a fourth or a fifth, or you can at least let him go without any dead cap. And now you insert a quarterback like we've been talking about earlier on this weekend, last week. You insert a quarterback into a team that's ready to go with the right talent. I mean, really, it's it's in a lot of ways, it's a no-lose situation for Washington as long as they hit on some of those draft picks. Of course, that's the hard part of, of building an NFL franchise. Well, and also as long as he's healthy and he hasn't lost his mobility and the yeah. ability to move around the pocket and break contain uh, and, and his leg is not compromised as, as you know, and, and certainly he should be in better positioning than an Alex Smith was who went through 17 surgeries. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's, that's gonna be the big question, no matter where Dak ends up, whether it's Washington, Dallas, or, uh, hell Philadelphia, maybe, I don't know wherever Dak goes that the question is going to yeah. be, uh, how healthy he is. And if, uh, you guys out there are concerned about your health, but you also want to be able to enjoy your life. We've got a product and a partner that is perfect for you. And that is built bar. Built Bar is some is a product that's become a big part of my life, my family's life. My wife enjoys it. My children enjoy it. My mother-in-law can't get enough of Built Bar. Uh, and the best thing about them is that they're the best tasting protein bar, but they're also the healthiest protein bar with the flavor that you're going to get. Uh, recently, they just launched a new flavor. It might be their best bar yet. We as hosts on the network and as, them as a sponsor, they actually sent us a sample ahead of time so we could get a taste. And I'll tell you right now, it's absolutely delicious. If you got in on the cookie dough chunk built bar, which I did, I hope you did. If you did, then you're going to love coconut brownie chunk. It's dark chocolate, coconut, and real brownie chunks. It doesn't get any better. And it's a limited time flavor. So make sure you get to builtbar.com today to get your order in for coconut brownie chunk or whatever flavors you decide to have. And of course, you can always use a promo code locked on for 20% off. Again, that's promo code locked on at builtbar.com for 20% off of the best protein bar you're ever going to taste. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ah, David, you just made me hungry, but here's what I'm hungry for. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosting Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Here's what you can do. With your breakfast, you have a built bar, and then you listen to Peter Bukowski and Locked On Today while also listening to the Locked On Washington football team podcast. And by the way, we have a bonus episode available for you right now uh, up on the um, wherever you download the Locked On Washington football team podcast, a little sample, if you will, of Peter Bukowski's Locked On Today. So go check it out right here and right now. Along with David Harrison at dharrison82 on Twitter, I'm Chris Russell at WrestleMania621, the pod at LockedWFTPod. Make sure you listen to David on the Locked On Bucks podcast. Tom Brady going to have a little minor surgery uh, to clean up some stuff. Eh, all he does is win, drink, throw Vince Lombardi trophies, and then get his knee cleaned out. Uh, but speaking of a quarterback that 
could be changing places like Tom Brady did uh, last year. Very different situation. But Adam Sheff, you know, we've talked about Sam Darnold uh, a couple of times this week and late last week, really before it blew up over the weekend. Uh, David, I think we addressed this first a week ago Friday, again, when Daniel Jeremiah just tweeted out something, hey, Sam Darnold would be a really good fit for the Washington football team. Well, then it blew up kind of over the weekend. We touched on it when you came back with us after the Super Bowl. And now here we are again. Adam Schefter of ESPN has said that the WFT has reached out indeed for Sam Darnold to the New York Jets. Now, we have no idea how reached out, what reached out means. Was it just a simple innocuous phone call? Was it a gauge? Was it an offer? We don't know. So here's my question to kind of spin this forward for us here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. David, if you were Martin Mayhew, what would you start the bidding at for a dude that's been as inconsistent as Darnold has really since his final year at USC and certainly in his three years in the NFL, what would you, if the Jets said, Hey, give us your initial offer. What would your initial offer for Sam Darnold be right here and right now? Uh, It would be a second round draft pick. And to be quite honest with you, I'm really not all that high on sending a second round draft pick. So maybe actually, honestly, I'd probably start with a third and hope that they bite that. But Josh Rosen was traded from the Arizona Cardinals to the Miami Dolphins for a second-round draft pick. So it kind of seems that's where the history is going to take you. That's where the precedent has been set is, is that value for, for a guy that was taken near the top of his, his draft and, and one of the top quarterbacks, you know, supposedly in his, in his draft class and then being traded, you know, a little while after. Uh, I, would, I would probably come in with a third, but you're probably going to have to pay a second. And even, even a second, honestly, to me, is a little too high. But what, what I like about the fact that Washington is asking about this is that – it looks to me like they're trying their everything they can in their power to not have to draft a quarterback and not have to maybe overreach because quarterbacks always get overvalued and and they're and they always get overdrafted because of the importance of the position which i agree on the importance of the position but the fact that the washington football team is looking they're you know re-signing taylor heineke and looking at, at sam darnold and potentially in the discussions for dak prescott and even you know if russell wilson actually is available maybe looking on those conversations the fact that they're having these talks is encouraging because right. to me it sounds like a smart franchise a smart front office that is doing everything in their power like i said to not reach on a quarterback in the draft yeah so so here's here's what i would do you mentioned uh, the Josh Rosen trade. Now, if memory serves me, that was like 61, maybe 62 that the Dolphins uh, traded for Rosen. And of course, the Arizona Cardinals played a much higher tariff, which is why I never, ever, ever believe in if you think this is the guy, you do whatever it takes to get him because, hmm. well, they thought he was the guy one year and then they didn't think he was the guy the next year, right? And yeah. they paid a heavy, heavy, heavy price. And maybe it's hurting quite honestly, Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals right now. That's another story. Um, but with Darnold, um, so you, you know, the, the Washington football team has an extra third round pick this year because of the Trent Williams trade. Um, and by the way, we will get into Trent Williams next week on our free agent focus. Um, and, and we'll have Kenny Galladay coming up uh, in this particular episode. Um, but I would start with I would start with the second round pick only because I think if you start with a third round pick, the Jets are going to scoff at you and say, please, come on, dog. You know, like, and he that's was the risk, number, right? Yeah. You know, he was a number three overall pick. He's still under contractual control for one year on the cheap and potentially a fifth year option. 
And, and that's the tricky part here for me. Um, if, if, if you'll allow me, and I'm curious on your thoughts here, is if you're making a trade for Sam Darnold, mm-hmm. you've got to decide on that fifth-year option, which is now fully guaranteed, mm-hmm. before you even see him on the practice field. So yep. you damn well better be right, right? <laughs> Unless you're willing to take the risk that because you can't see him in your system – uh, that you don't get a contract extension done with him or, or that you don't get the fifth-year option done. You bypass the fifth-year option, and then you try and work on an extension when you know that he's the guy that you thought he was on tape. And when right. he's in your building, you know, so, so that's the only way I can think of to go about this. But it's not a good sign if you trade for Sam Darnold. If, no. say, it costs you ultimately the number 19 overall pick, And then you don't put the fifth year option, which again is fully guaranteed. Now it's not just guaranteed for injury anymore, like it used to be. Um, So that's a little bit of a problem uh, again, that you have, Uh, I would again, start the bidding with a second round pick. I think the Washington second round pick is what 40, like right around 50, 51, whatever it is. I would start there and then maybe be willing uh, if it took this a second and one of those third round picks tops, Mm. I think it's either that or, okay, if you insist on a first round pick, let's do first round pick next year, as opposed to first round pick 19 this year. Does that make sense or no? Yeah, it does. I mean, I think the Jets would be crazy to ask for a first round draft pick, but you can't blame them for asking. Uh, They might end up in the same situation where a couple of teams laugh away from the table themselves and say, okay, thanks for, thanks for calling. But yeah, I mean, a second round draft pick, look, cause you have to, you also have to, to take into consideration Josh Rosen, not only was he being jettisoned away from the franchise that selected him in the first round, but he was being jettisoned the year after. So, I mean, like, that's how quickly he fell out of favor. Sam Darnold, at least, it took a little bit of time, right? And a lot of the questions surrounding Josh Rosen aren't surrounding Sam Darnold, at least from my knowledge. There's not a lot of question about whether or not Sam loves football or wants to be an NFL quarterback, whereas Josh Rosen, I mean, those questions about how his, how much passion he has for football have been surrounding him since before he got drafted and then even going through with the Dolphins and then joining the Buccaneers for the period of time he was before he signed on with the 49ers. There were still questions about how much he really loves football, Uh, at least with Sam. I mean, you don't have any character concerns. I know that some of the New York media and some of the fans got all wound up when he ended up getting mono because he's a single guy in New York City and he's an NFL quarterback, you know, doing doing what single guys do. Um, but you know, as far as scandal and, 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 you know, popping hot for drugs and stuff like that, you don't have a whole lot of concerns. I do think, like you said, you have to pick up that fifth year option before you ever see him. And I think that if you trade for him, if you spend draft capital, you're going to, and at a worst case scenario, you've got a, a pretty high price backup next year. You know what I mean? In 2022, but you at least have a backup quarterback and then you see what Taylor Heineke has and, and like, and, and it kind of puts you in the same situation in 2022, where you either have a guy that you feel like you can go into the season with or you have a guy that you can build around by, by drafting one in, in the next year's draft. Um, it kind of gives you that opportunity again to build a team before you put a young quarterback in that position. All right. I'm sure more on this to come. We are not done in terms of the quarterbacks. Real quickly here before our uh, final break of the show, the Seahawks are apparently not happy with Russell Wilson and his camp. David uh, telling Dan Patrick, a source told the Se- me that the Seattle Seahawks management uh, not happy with Russell Wilson and his camp for talking to the media. And here's the money quote. You wonder if they're going to be able to coexist quickly. Does this move the needle in any way, shape or form for you from our last conversation, which I think we both pretty much thought, well, he's, he's very likely to stay in Seattle. Yeah, it does a little bit. Uh, This, this makes it a little bit more interesting because now you've got both sides talking and uh, 
I mean, you either have both sides talking, whereas somebody from Seahawks management actually did uh, let it get out there that they're not happy about Russell talking to the media, or you have Russell's camp now making up a story about Seahawks management not being happy, which means he really wants out of Seattle. Um, it's interesting. This is not a storyline that I expected to see develop this offseason, so it's really interesting. But again, the Seahawks are, you know, I think Russell's due $32 million next year, and the Seahawks have $39 million in dead cap if they move on from him. So it's going to take one hell of a deal to get Russell Wilson out of Seattle because of those stipulations and the fact that Russell Wilson is a franchise quarterback really in his prime. No doubt about it. I agree with you on uh, on that. It's going to be very difficult to move, but both sides seem to be heading to a divorce. You know what is a happy marriage? That's right. Bet online. BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easier way easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You know, sadly, we have no more football games, which really stinks. But the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. I bet on the Islanders uh, on the money line over Pittsburgh on Thursday night. As well, I took the Tampa Bay Lightning on the money line over the Florida Panthers on betonline.ag. And so can you. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered on all the news, scores, uh, and odds. Get in off the bench, guys. Betonline.ag. When you sign up today and use the promo code Locked On, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Final segment of the final episode this week here at the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. And if you're looking for more wins, if you're looking for more success in the gambling game, in 2021, look no further than Locked on Bets. Locked on Bets is a new podcast by the Locked on Podcast Network, hosted by your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get podcasts. Chris, to wrap up this show, every day we're doing a free agent focus, at least moving forward. Uh, but on Friday, we've got Free Agent Friday, which is a little bit different. No, it sounds, sounds similar, but it's a little bit different in that we want Washington football team fans to kind of give us their takes and their opinions on the free agent profile of the day. And today's free agent profile is soon to be potentially former Detroit Lions wide receiver, Kenny Galladay. Yeah, no doubt about it. And Kenny Galladay is a guy that, you know, of course was the recipient and the benefit of having Matthew Stafford as his quarterback right now. He doesn't have that, but just uh, in terms of a couple of the reactions before we get our opinion, uh, Rob P tweeted us at WrestleMania 621, uh, at D Harrison 82, at locked WFT pod to our question uh, here, uh, David. Galladay was injured slash out most of the year. Allen Robinson will be perhaps the most expensive wide receiver of the group. Curtis Samuel or even Corey Davis would be better options. And there's no doubt about it. They would be cheaper options indeed, right? I mean, I, Curtis Samuel and or Corey Davis, nowhere near going to cost that much money. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Corey Davis is a name that uh, I'm happy to see somebody talking about. He's he's a guy that, you know, didn't get off to the career start that maybe everybody expected right. him to, but he's still a guy that's that's very full of raw talent. And, and you know, talent is the thing that most often you can't teach, right? Like Tyreek Hill has a talent for speed. You can't teach him to be fast. He just is fast. Uh, Mike Evans is just tall and long. Keenan Allen just is, has a, a, a massive wingspan. Um, the skills are what you teach, right? And Corey Davis, I'm not, you know, necessarily knocking – the Tennessee Titans wide receiver coaches or anything like that. But Corey Davis has plenty of talent. Talent doesn't just disappear. Sometimes injury, knock it down a peg, but I don't think that's the case with Corey Davis. I think plenty of talent still exists in that wide receiver. And I think that if the right group comes along, the right quarterback, even the right scheme, you know, has, it has a big part to do with it. Uh, that Corey Davis can still be a very effective uh, wide receiver in the national football league. And you're going to get him for kind of a, more of a mid tier type of contract than you are a top shelf guy like a Chris Godwin or a Kenny Galladay and Curtis Samuel uh, as a guy, Chris, that or, uh, yeah, that we haven't really talked about yet, um, but Curtis Samuel is a guy I love, and you obviously mm-hmm. have the connection from Carolina with Ron Rivera. Sure. Um, Curtis Samuel and and uh, Terry McLaurin and another wide receiver, whether it's a Corey Davis or a Kenny Galladay or or an Allen Robinson, who I think is my wide receiver one target for the Washington football team if they can make that happen. Um, that's an amazing-looking uh, wide receiver group right there, and then you have Antonio Gibson in the mix. Uh, I'm getting just like yesterday. I'm getting excited about this offense. We haven't even seen on the field yet. Um, no, I'm with you on Curtis Samuel. Yeah. I'll tell you this, I, you know, watching him in person at that Carolina Washington game late in the year. Uh, if you remember, he had that big 45 yard little jet sweep end around uh, yep. run, uh, you know, to the Carolina side of the field and which he broke a tackle. Some guy missed, took off obviously with speed and, and, and on the run. And then uh, later on, they behind, I, think it was Darby I want to say mm-hmm. and blew past him and Teddy Bridgewater just overthrew a wide open Curtis Samuel so with the connection to obviously Ron Rivera Marty Herney Scott Turner the rest of the offense the wide receiver you know all of that it makes all the sense in the world and again you get a guy with some dual versatility that you can run more of the jet sweeps and all that stuff not just a pure wide receiver a couple other comments real quickly from our buddy Spider Strick on Twitter. Uh, I think without fixing the quarterback, which is unlikely, you're going to have to pay top dollar to get any of those three here. Meaning uh, we, we asked about Godwin, Allen Robinson, and or Kenny Galladay. And he said, I'd focus on mid-tier guys or maybe aim just a little bit higher and go after Corey Davis. So you just talked about Corey Davis. Uh, so we'll leave that at that. Thanks. Strick, as always. Bob O'Connor, uh, a multi-time author, says, love Galladay. He's money. A Northern Illinois University guy. I'm not biased. Don't tell anyone, but I'm an NIU grad too. Hail to the Washington football team from Bob O'Connor. Appreciate it. My buddy Alan Lapore says either Godwin or one wide receiver you didn't mention, Corey Davis. So yeah. it seems like the opinions here on our free agent Friday uh, and Twitter, like instant reaction and a little bit all over the place. But I would say if it's leaning anywhere, uh, Samuel and maybe away from, again, the big, 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 big name and big cost guys. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, uh, you know, Strick9, strict Spider, at Spider Strick on Twitter, talks about fixing the quarterback situation. I think that's why we're hearing so many, you know, rumors, whatever you want to call it, connected with this franchise is because they are. They're trying to figure out what the future of their, of their quarterback position looks like, especially going into this season because of that reduced salary cap number. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're... If you're coming in there with Taylor Heineke and you can't get a Russell Wilson or you can't sign a Dak Prescott, then you've got to make a decision going into the early part of March. Like if, if, 
like by the time March like fifth comes around, these teams kind of have a feeling of what's gonna what's gonna take take form and what's not gonna take form. There's not a whole lot of situations where you know once the new year league year hits, uh, teams back out or players back out of deals that they've kind of agreed to in the in the early process. So by the time the new year the new league year comes, the Washington football team is gonna kind of know where they stand in these trade discussions, in these free agency discussions with some of these top shelf quarterbacks, and then from there they can decide where they go. If they bring in a Dak Prescott, and then, yeah, you're looking mid-level. You're looking at Curtis Samuel uh, teaming up with uh, with Terry McLaurin. I don't know why I can't remember his name today. Um, we're teaming up with Terry McLaurin and then probably looking at another receiver in the NFL draft, and that's perfectly fine. But if you don't get a Dak Prescott or you miss out on a Russell Wilson trade or a Deshaun uh, Deshaun Watson or or whoever it is, then you kind of then you have to make a decision. As, as the brain trust, you have to sit there and say, listen, are we keeping Alex or are we moving on from Alex? That's another mm-hmm. question. Do we how comfortable do we feel with Taylor and this defense? And then that's kind of a big part of this is how much can we lean on the defense to make sure that Taylor's not having to play hero ball during the regular season? And then you go from there. So I mean, those all of those things play into it. And you know, if they completely miss on every quarterback and then they say, listen, we need to go get Justin Fields, that's when you start seeing draft picks being being packaged together to move up with a team in the top ten that maybe isn't looking for a quarterback. So who the wide receiver is that that the that the Washington football team adds, I feel like they're going to have to add at least one in free agency. But yeah, that tier really goes with that quarterback conversation. I think what we see in this Twitter reaction is the guys who think that maybe Taylor Heineke gets to start this year are looking for those higher price names, whereas the guys who think maybe there's still a future quarterback out there that they haven't identified yet are looking at the middle tier. Uh, so that that really kind of shows you the nuances. It's not as simple as we like this guy, go get him. It's it's a balancing game. Yeah, and, and one more quick one here from Roddy Montana on Twitter. He says, Allen Robinson, Galladay, second, Godwin in that order. So that's an interesting one, two, three. Real quickly, one thing I would say, you know, and I can't remember if we discussed this earlier in the week, is, you know, you don't, I don't know if you have a chance to go get an Allen Robinson, maybe even a Galladay. I don't sense this as much with Godwin, although who knows, you just played with Tom Brady, unless you have a stud at quarterback, meaning if you have Alex Smith and Taylor Heineke, Guys like Allen Robinson might not be willing to sign with you if they have any other choice, depending on who the quarterback is of the team that's also pursuing them. So that's all part uh, of this as well. All right, we'll leave uh, that there. Oh, also one other note going into the weekend here, the Raiders apparently are about to release Terrell Williams uh, after they, uh, you know, after he was banged up and didn't work out, he's got a big salary cap number. So that kind of makes some sense, but another, it seems bad move by the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for us guys. Thanks so much for your input on free agent Friday and throughout the week. Twitter Tuesday. We'll have another edition of that coming up next week. Uh, as well, we'll have all sorts of regular staples and features uh, throughout the offseason. We'll keep you busy with all the Washington football news and analysis and information and rumors. Uh, again, you can follow David Harrison at dharrison82, at dharrison82 as well. Listen to him on the Locked on Bucks podcast with James Yarko. I'm Chris Russell. You can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621. Listen to me on the Team 980 3-7 with Pete Medhurst, Monday through through Friday and on the radio.com app and as well sports illustrated si.com uh, and you can follow the podcast on Twitter at locked WFT pod that's going to do it for us have a great weekend this is the locked on Washington football team podcast Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad 
free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.